take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You're now listening to From the Pit. Welcome to From the Pit, where we're bringing you everything from chaotic melody-infused post-ragtime to environmentally conscious indie synth doom. I am Frank, Phil, and joined with us again is Sam. That sounded like something on a fucking NPR special. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to From the Pit, where we... we Hi everybody. Again, my name is Sam. If you if you don't remember me, I was on like four weeks ago, and I'm hoping to be on a lot more often. Yes. Yeah. In the in the near future, we're yes. uh, we're working along on that progress towards the new soundboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag pray for soundboards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so as we're gonna jump straight in. Oh, I don't even have my shit up. Frank, Jesus talk Christ. About something. Um, what about you not it's having like your a, shit together? Yeah. God yeah, that's damn fine. it. You can talk Just about like that. Just like I was saying, I love, I love how together this, this show always hey. is. Everyone is so on point. Yeah, you know, it's, every time we have you on, it's always a little more chaotic, too. Like, it, it, it's typically not this insane, but we have to rearrange the setup a little bit to have you on, uh, with our, with our current configuration, so, like... There's a bunch of abnormal things happening for us on this end. It's a curse. What can I say? I... Yeah. Some call it a curse. Some call it a dark gift. <laughs> <laughs> that was tight. Thank you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's not my fault. Uh, why it's not connected to the internet. It normally Jesus connects Christ. right away. Uh, yeah, technical difficulties, folks. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> old, old, please. Yeah, it's, uh, that's okay. I still have my document. I can do that. What, uh, you, you want to um, pull up the Trello? I can't, I can't see it at all. all Dear right. God, this is a mess. Indeed. <laughs> uh. You good? Am I starting? Is that what's going on here? I believe so. I, I assume so because you are so concerned with uh, <laughs> of uh, getting all your shit together right away. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, goddamn thing's so far away. All right, we're going to jump into recommendations now <laughs> after, uh, after all of that nonsense. So uh, the first band that I'm bringing in this week... Um, I don't really know what to fucking say about these guys. Um, oh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is a band called uh, Second Grade Knife Fight. I fucking love the name. Yeah. It's all, oh, and I should I should note it's all one word. Yes. Yeah, there there are no spaces in that whatsoever. It, it, it feels very two thousand four. Yeah, it's uh, it's absurd, and I feel I don't know, like I don't really know what to make of them. I feel like they're crazy people, like in some some fucking backwoods shed, who have just been locked away with like comedy DVDs for years because all of their song titles are references to like Step Brothers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're gonna go ahead and roll a clip as soon as I can find it. Add back. 
Okay, this is a track called Chemistry to 11 or Stay Away from Ryan, He Scratches. Just when you thought grind couldn't get any more experimental. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of batshit. It's super fucking noisy. Uh, I saw a comment on their Bandcamp page. Somebody compared them to Spaz. Uh, I think that's sort of accurate. I mean, Spaz are pretty chaotic and loud, but man, not not to the degree that Second Grade Knife Fight are. That was something else. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of a musical shit show. Well, you know what though, man, I think that's exactly what they were going for. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, it, so if if the members of Second Grade Knife Fight are ever listening to this, you you succeeded very very admirably in what you were trying to do. Yeah, I mean, well enough that I heard it and thought, there's no way I can not bring this in. Yeah, like the world needs to fucking know about this. I, I wouldn't say it's something I could listen to every week or every month or even every year, but <laughs> you know what? You know what? After after a couple after a couple tall cans of King Cobra, I don't know, man. I could I could dig it. I could see that. I could certainly see that. Yeah, it would have to be I'd have to be drinking something just real trashy. <laughs> Or just I, I mean I feel the same way about Def Leopard, so Oh god. Oh <laughs> I love it when I'm drunk. What can I say? Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, I mean I'm not hating it. No? I don't know. <laughs> so that's second grade knife fight. Uh you can find them at secondgradeknifefight.bandcamp.com. Pretty simple. Um You'll know you're on the right page because it's the most obnoxious thing ever. It's a bright red background with fucking bright yellow lettering. It's awful. It's really Which, I don't like looking at this. Oh, it's 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 headache inducing to look at. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Okay, we're gonna move on from that, uh, so I can I can click out of that page like as soon as humanly possible. Um, before you suffer vision damage. Yeah, yeah, as if my eyes aren't bad enough to begin with. Oh, dude, mine are fucked. <laughs> yeah, mine are bad, and I'm I'm operating with one contact right now, so. Dude, no joke. When I was born, my right eye was actually like twisted. Into... Oh, you mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, it's like it to it totally fucked up my vision in my right eye. And unless I'm wearing contacts, I literally can't see anything that's more than, like, three feet away. That's fucked up. That's insane. Like... Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to tell me, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just suppose, suppose you do. <laughs> no. So, uh, next band I'm bringing in, this is probably... 
in some ways the most emo-ish thing I've ever brought in. Okay. To uh, from the pit, there's definitely it's definitely reminiscent of some like early two thousand shit. Uh, the band is called Boneflower. Uh, the clip I'm gonna play is from the title track off of their album I'll Be the Bones, You Be the Soul. So I'm gonna go ahead and roll that right now. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, some cool riffs, and it's certainly not devoid of, uh, of heaviness, if you will. I don't, see, I was, I would have to say, I, I, I probably have more to say about this band than any, like, post-hardcore band you've ever brought in before, because... I mean, I looked in the tags, and it's true. There's a lot of post-rock influence in this, and there's a couple of post-rock bands that I actually really like. And I got to say, the post-rock aspects of this band are really good. I love their guitar work. I love a lot of their riffs and the atmosphere, but I think my problem with it lies in the same field as the problem I have with post-hardcore in general, and that their vocals just really pull me out of it. Yeah, it's, it's like, definitely, I, I feel like that's going to be hit or miss for a lot of people. I don't think there's going to be a lot of in-between on it. No, and I, I feel like I should make it clear, like I should take an official stance right here. I have never been able to get post-hardcore in general to grow on me. I mean, I've tried more than once for years. It's just never happened. It's like eggplant. Eggplant is forever disgusting to me. <laughs> and, 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 oh God, it's awful. I don't know how anyone likes it. I get and it. I've, I've tried so hard I, to like eggplant. I, just, I can't. <laughs> Legitimately. Uh, it's such a great, great little, great little anecdote. Um, no, but man, I can't, I can't do this band's vocals, even though I love their guitar work. I love their structures and their riffs and also their art. I want to know who does their art because it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, all of their fucking album artwork is insane. It's really oh, fucking no cool. No I, joke. I want to say on the note of the vocals, um, there was a more like punky band that you've played for us before that had a uh, vocals like this, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. But in this, I really like it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's uh, I, I expected that to not necessarily click with everyone but I really like what they're doing. I wanted to get their name out there. Um, it's a shame Mike missed this one. Yeah, he, God, his dick would have been so hard. I, <laughs> right now. Good job, Mike. Good job, Mike. You fucked up. Right now, actually, yeah. he can sense it playing, 
And he's like, whoa, it moved. <laughs> yeah, how dare you be celebrating your fucking girlfriend's birthday. Um, so anyway, this band is another one of the bands from uh, from Miss the Stars Records. If uh, you listened a few weeks ago when I brought in um, Marjorie Stewart Baxter, uh, same, same label. So if you took my advice and spent like five bucks and bought all of the releases from that <laughs> label... You may have already heard this. Uh, if not, go do that at missthestars.bandcamp.com. And they also have their own bandcamp, uh, boneflower.bandcamp.com. Uh, and they're based out of uh, Madrid. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Spain. Spain's got that fucking, that, that good metal and hardcore shit apparently now. I, yeah, with fucking uh, Wasteland Riders. Fucking Skull Bastards. Yeah. yeah. There's some good shit happening over there. Um, so of course I'm not gonna fucking go through a week without bringing in something that's relatively straight hardcore. All right. Uh, this is a band called Jig. Hmm. Uh, I forget where they're from because I can't, oh, I am on the internet now, look at that. I could find out where they're from, but I'll do that while the, uh, while the clip's going. Uh, this is from their song called Marching in Line. I'm going to go ahead and roll that shit. Yeah, that's fucking hardcore. So, so that is Marching in Line by Jig off of their album Zero Tolerance for Scene Politics. Hmm. Actually, actually this is this is probably my favorite band that you guys brought in this week. I like this. Yeah. Uh they caught me pretty off guard. I really dig it. They're based out of uh central Illinois, apparently. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, a lot uh, of Midwest hardcore going on these days. I like on their Bandcamp. I just have to point this out. There's a thank you section that says thank you to Rockstar, Frozen Lime, King Cobra, Malt Liquor, Trucker Speed, and Midwest Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so thank thank you, King Cobra. We appreciate we appreciate what you've done for the hardcore scene in Central Illinois. I do also like that one of their tags is just pop. Yeah, <laughs> I hope uh, I hope that succeeds in tricking someone at some point. There's there's another one that says indie. So like I want I want like some dude in an arcade fire shirt or something <laughs> to be like, oh, I, w- I wonder how this band is. And then click on it and just like, whoa, <laughs> blessed. Like this, this is not this is not uh, some this is not a Stephen Malkmus side project. Nah, it's fucking, it's aggressive as shit. 
Uh, oh, yeah. The whole album's really fun, but you can find yeah. them at uh, dogyearsofrecords.bandcamp.com. But you know what? I'm kind of pissed off at you, Phil, because you got me to do this episode at the last fucking minute. Yes. You sent this shit to me so late. Yes. I wanted to listen through this whole fucking album <laughs> because it's so good, and I didn't get the chance to because you're a fucking asshole, and I only got through to, like, on your own before I had to listen to all the other shit. Well, I do apologize, but you know the yeah. uh, the amazing yeah. thing about Bandcamp is uh, you can still listen through that album after this episode. I know, <laughs> I know it's I know it'll still be there, but it still upset me. Uh, sorry, man. I mean, the whole thing kind of happened last minute. Mike texted us yesterday, yeah, to say, "Hey, I'm not gonna be on the show tomorrow." And we were like, "Uh." Well, to be fair, we're very uh, we're all very. Uh, procrastinating with letting everyone know that, hey, we're not going to be there tomorrow. This is true. <laughs> from, from the pit, ladies and gentlemen, the most on-point, on-time <sighs> podcast in the metal community. Coming at you. I mean, hey, episodes... Yeah, okay. I mean, so, <laughs> for that bit of dead air that everyone just got, it was Tom saying we're pretty good at meeting our deadline of uploading, which is true. If we didn't mention all the insanity on the on the show itself, no one would ever know that this happens. <laughs> yeah. <So, laughs> oh god. <laughs> but uh, we just can't not talk about it because we find it funny. We're yeah, and we're dumb. Um, so oh, fuck I know it. All about it. So uh, Frank, I believe that um, it's my turn. Yeah. So the band I'm going to be talking about first, actually, um. You're talking about, you know, tags or whatnot uh, when you're searching on Bandcamp. Yes. Um, I saw one that said Doomcore, and I was like, Doomcore. That's what I was like. I want to click on that, which brought me to a band that is not at all Doomcore, <laughs> but they're definitely more on like the the crusty like hardcore side of things. Oh, um, were? Yes. I'm not mad about that. I was not either. Um. The band's called Disteria, and this track is called Lab Rats. And, ah, on point there. Alrighty. And, clip. I would like to uh, I would like to point out to everyone that as we were setting up today, Tom turns and asks us if we listen to punk. Now, mind you, <laughs> Tom hears every second of every podcast because he's sitting right here with headphones on recording. <laughs> he's been here since the beginning, since you know I was bringing in bands like Agent Orange and Angel Dust on the YouTube. Yep. Um, I love how we turn around. 
coincidentally that day and all bring in really punky shit. Yes. <laughs> of like, so uh, this band, uh, Dysteria, um, they classify themselves as anti-humanity hardcore. They obviously despise the things that we as humans do. Um, that song Lab Rats is off the album uh, Plague Bearers, which is about the, you know, uh, settlers coming to America and the just, uh, well, destruction of the natives. Going into uh, all the details of it, including the, not just the coming in and, and slaughtering, but the wiping away of culture and then like in history books making it like, nah, it was fine. <laughs> uh, we, we had a grand old time giving out the smallpox blankets. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's, um, I got, I got to listen to a couple songs on this. It's, it's good, solid D beat and crust, man. And yeah, the feet, the themes are harsh. Fucking there's a, there's a track on there that also like someone is, recounting like the conditions of the the quote-unquote schools to assimilate yeah. and whatnot like yeah it's rough it's fuck it's fucking hard to hear man but they also which is pretty cool on their band camp which is uh dysteria d-y-s-t-e-r-i-a dot bandcamp.com on uh the page for the album plague rats they also have a bunch of links and possible books to read that go on about these said events. I love when bands do that. If you're going to have a message, you know, fucking expand it. Um, there was a hardcore band in, like, the fucking mid-2000s called Verse that was super politically charged. And uh, when you opened their album and popped out the CD, there were, like, behind the CD there was a list of fucking books to read and sites to check out and like all sorts of shit and i was like that's fucking awesome like if you're gonna stand behind something fucking stand behind it yes never mind the fact with those messages and whatnot you get fucking just really great angry sounding crusty shit like that yeah. fucking tone i fucking love just dirty yeah uh, we, we've been bringing in a lot of shit like that lately. I mean, even just talking about jism for Brutal Brews last week. Yeah. Like, apparently, that's uh, we're all feeling something lately. Yeah, we, we need that dirty crunch. And you know what? Even I am this week. I'm, I'm bringing in my first ever hardcore band. That's Ooh. true. Yeah, it's, it's a red-letter day, gentlemen. Ooh. Ooh. Now, <laughs> I... I was going to say, I have a second band this week. Frank has a second band. Holy shit. Wow. Right. Now, with that being said, um, when searching for... I have a bit of a story with this. Okay. Years ago, when I played in a band, um, I played a show at the uh, Trocadero Upstairs. And there was a band that played before us. I don't remember... I remember, I always remember the name because when I heard them at the time, I was like, Jesus Christ, they can fucking play. And it was, it was John Fonda. Um, so it was one of those things I was like, is that still a thing? Like, so I went on Bandcamp, typed in, I was like, I saw John Fonda, Philadelphia, I was like, that's gotta be fucking it. Uh, yeah. And this is a, 
This is going to be off the album Epigrammatic, which came out in 2015. The song is 1776 Ain't No Thang. Let me try to uh, get this at the right point because Bandcamp is a lot harder for this than YouTube. It's fun doing this, isn't it? It's I, I love leaning over, you know, hunching over a fucking laptop and uh, playing with a goddamn touchpad. So get a fucking mouse. Not my laptop. Oh, I'm an asshole. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Frank, Frank, buy a fucking mouse. I'm sorry that I could not play. I pretty much wanted to start about there <laughs> because the best way I you it's sad you didn't get to hear uh, everything it goes into. The best way I can describe what it is is like melodic jazz core because he starts getting into that like like crazy pace shit. Um, does, does he scat? Is no, he, he doesn't scat. He screams. Ah. But he uh, scat? oh man, fuck. <laughs> But, like, it does all these, like, crazy, um, like, it's very, very technical playing, but it still maintains the groove. Nice. Like, look, look, honestly, I clicked on the song Hey, Miss Robinson purely because I was hoping it was a Simon and Garfunkel cover. <laughs> and I, I got to tell you, I was super, super disappointed when I found out that it wasn't. <laughs> Actually, no, um, I, I, uh. The, there, there's actually, I listened to the song Exemplify Sun mm-hmm. off this album, and I, honestly, I gotta say, there was some super, super cool guitar work yes. in that song. And from what I heard in general, like, man, the playing on this is just the, pretty like, fucking amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. I was gonna say, like, all the uh, the people are on, like, the technical stuff, and the, like, they're, like, almost, like, nerdy about it. They're probably like, oh, my God. Uh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Like, if you're in, if you're into, like, if you're into, like, jazz, like, jazz metal wankery, then you'll probably get something out of this. Mm-hmm. Well, if, uh, if people want to hear the bit that you meant to play, where can they find that? That is going to be at johnfonda.bandcamp.com in case, you know... Nice and simple. It is. I was gonna, so far our uh, bands have been keeping 
normal names for their band camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the most part. But, goddamn, so. I've been fucking blasting that shit in my car recently. Like, I don't know. Something about driving with that that delicious yeah. jazziness is, is so good. I can see that. It's uh, another one on my growing list of bands I need to listen to more after the podcast. It's mm-hmm. just so got There's so much shit, man. We it's... gotta find a way to achieve time warp so we can listen to all of our shit. <laughs> there you go. That's what we need. Uh, but anyway, that leads us to uh, Sam's recommendations. Oh, cool. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier... This is going to be the first time I've ever brought in a hardcore band because at the core, all I really want is to be considered cool. And I figure I won't be able to do that until I bring in a hardcore band. (laughs) So so I'm going to start off with a band I discovered uh, actually on a power violence page called Shut In. Now, the disappointing thing I have to say right off the bat is this album, which is called Fear Slash Blood. Uh, you can only buy one track off of the album for some fucking reason, which is a huge shame because the whole thing is really, really good. <laughs> uh, I believe they're from Milwaukee. Okay. And Phil's going to play the first song off of this album, and it's called Warzone. It's pretty straightforward. There's no, aren't, aren't a whole lot of frills present in shut-ins music. Um, the, like I said, though, the sad thing is that this band seems to have kind of disappeared. Uh, they have a Facebook that you can look up, but there's not really much point. They haven't posted anything since 2014. Oh, so that I sucks. Figure, yeah, I figure after three years of, almost three years of inactivity, I don't think we're going to be seeing any more shut-in material. At least I wouldn't cross my fingers for it. But, you know, I have to say, if somebody were to ask me, you know, Sam, like, what do you want in a hardcore band? I would just say, shut-in. Like, listen to shut-in. You'll hear everything I want in a hardcore band. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's really the style that, that drew me to it uh, initially. Um I mean, I was always more of like, I was into punk and I was into metal. Um, hardcore at first took a little while for me, outside of the obvious like Black Flag and like First Wave and some mm-hmm. of the Second Wave shit. But um, what really started to pull me towards hardcore was a lot of the the crust and D beat kind of shit. Uh, very similar to this, you know, bands like fucking His Hero Is Gone, Tragedy. Um, 
fucking toxic narcotic. It's still one of my all time favorites. I actually have the uh, the toxic narcotic discography comp. Oh, nice. Yeah, I you know that was one of the best three dollars I've ever spent. Dude, <laughs> those motherfuckers put on the craziest show. I mean, they, I've, I've heard. Dude's vocal delivery was so fucking on point. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, see, for me, I mean, you're talking about bands like His Hero is Gone and Tragedy. For me, it was uh, uh, someone someone I used to know gave me a or lent me a copy of Despise You's West Side Horizons. Oh, okay. And I listened. I blew through that album like twice the first day he gave it to me. And I'm like, this is what I want. This is like, this is what I need out of this style. And ever since then, I've just, I've been looking for more bands that fill like the void that despise you will leave. And this, this is one of the few bands that really did it for me was shut. And it's just really a shame that I can't buy any other shit because I would, I would buy this whole fear blood album if I could. Yeah, that's, it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, Anyway, you can find them at shutinmke.bandcamp.com. Go check See? them out. You'll like what you hear. So they got to they got to throw in the the weird bits at the end. Yeah, I mean, shut in Milwaukee. It's not um, too strange. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Frank. Well, <laughs> sorry, I didn't piece it together. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. Enough of that bullshit. Um, I have my second band. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure how to pronounce the name. All I all I know is that they are from the Netherlands. So yeah, Dutch black metal. Uh, I be- I believe they're pronounced Kaik or Kaik. God, I can't. F- I have no fucking clue. Um, yeah, it's got one of those stupid A E combination together yeah. sort of deals. So yeah. so yeah. Um, They've only got one album to date. Like, they didn't even do any demos, or, like, they didn't release any demos that I know of. Uh, the one album they released is called Storm Cult, and it's got a K, so you know it's black metal. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's released through Fulter Records, which I hadn't even heard of until I bought this album, and it turns out they have a bunch of really good bands like Skyforger and Samoth and Corpus Christi on their band camp. You should go check out all those bands too. But uh, KX album Storm Cult is like, okay, have you guys, have you guys ever heard people in black metal reviews talk about how like, Oh, this album seeks to return to the, the feelings and style of the early nineties black metal scene in Europe. Like, you've obviously heard that before. Yeah, yes. of course. Yeah, well, you know what? This album actually does. And I gotta say, it's probably one of the best black metal albums I've heard, period. It's amazing. And Phil's gonna play you the first track, which is called Decult.
I'd say you fucking hit the nail on the head with that description, man. I like to think that I do that. But yeah, so if any you guys if anybody out there is sick of the uh is sick of hearing like all the the post black metal and kind of wants to hear kind of where the primal side of it really comes from, these guys are about the best you can do. Yeah, but, I mean, it's really nice to hear that because it's it you do get Nowadays, there's so much fucking atmospheric and, mm-hmm. you know, melodic, and there's, it's cool. Like, I like a lot of the shit that's come out, but yeah, we're certainly missing um, that kind of early 90s aggression from Black Yeah, Battle. you know, there are a lot of bands out there who just, they aren't, they aren't bringing the fear. They're not bringing the fear to black metal, and uh, Kayak really do it well. And I guess I guess they're working on their sophomore album right now, and I cannot fucking wait to hear what they do. I mean, I'm I'm gonna pre-order it as soon as I hear about it. So yeah, um, hit hit up their Bandcamp, or better yet, uh, go somewhere where you can find the hard copy and buy that because the packaging they include with it is really really cool. Okay. Uh, as far as the Bandcamp goes, uh, you can find this particular album at Folter Records. That's F O L T E R Records. Uh, dot Bandcamp. dot com slash album slash Storm Cult. And uh, as Sam mentioned, it's Cult with a K, so you know it's fucking black. You know it's for the true walkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I got that. I, I got that first edition De Mystery Stum Satanas purple vinyl. No, I don't. I don't have any of that. <laughs> I, I, I have a CD that I picked up for $13. I went to, like, pick up a uh, some of the early, like, black metal cassette tapes, and no, that shit is expensive. Oh, I'm sure. Like, Oh, dude. Any of the... Yeah. Yeah, any of the mayhem, the dark funeral, any of that, it's like, oh, fifty dollars. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know where he got it, but I used to have a friend in my hometown who had um, a really early release of Mayhem's Dawn of the Black Hearts comp. You all know what I'm talking about. It's the one that's got Perilene's uh, death image on the front mm-hmm. after he blew his fucking brains out. Yeah, yeah, with with the I Heart Transylvania T-shirt and everything. And if like if somehow you've been living under a fucking rock and you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google out there. Just Google Dawn of the Black Hearts and it'll come up right away. Yeah, that's uh, it's certainly a unique uh, album cover. They even they reference it in the uh, well, they kind of reference it in the first Metalocalypse episode when they're talking yeah. about their chefs that die. And it's like, oh, from all the pain, he blow his brain out It make good album cover, though. <laughs> God, I, I haven't seen that show in so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know it's uh, it's funny. Um, Adult Swim, if you're not familiar, has on their website a live stream, and it's just to- it's its own programming all day. Just weird live programming. Um, and there's a bunch of people who are kind of regulars on there. People who stumble across it who aren't familiar with it just immediately start asking shit like when are they going to bring back metalocalypse and it's like they're not it, it, yeah. it, it wasn't so great towards the end man it mm-hmm. wasn't so great anymore well Sorry. that and um, 
I, I vaguely recall hearing that Brendan Small spent a lot of time trying to convince like Mike Lazo and the rest of the Adult Swim higher ups, like you know, hey, you know, what the fuck? Why can't I bring this back? And I guess they just gave him a hard no. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. despite the the fanboys out there, I mean, I know I stopped watching at a certain point because it just it really lost the charm after the first couple seasons. Well, it just, it's, it kind of stopped being funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's tough. How much, how, <laughs> how, how much can you draw upon with that? You know, mm. especially because they hit it so hard so early. Like fucking, well, what was it? Burzenburgers or some shit like that? Oh, like, Dimmu Burger. Dimmu Burger, that's There's it. like the Gorgoroths, uh, supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I think there's like a Carpathian Forest Learning Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was fucking perfect um uh, yeah i mean like i mean it definitely wasn't the best show i ever saw on adult swim and you know i wasn't that sad when when i heard that it wasn't gonna be coming back i'm like well that sucks for the fans but i mean i didn't really care that much yeah and for me like i i really like those first two seasons yes i'll go back and rewatch them anytime but after that i was what the fuck ever it's the same shit <laughs> bunch of people die every episode bunch of innocent people yeah here's tom talking to us off mic again why don't there's a third why didn't you just set up the third mic you know oh, you t- you talk every week every week and i listen back to the episode and i'm like what is this dead air oh. until one of us says tom you're talking off mic all right <laughs> yeah you might, as, anyway. you might as well you might as Have well just you, ask you them if they like sh- tom hold on uh, hold on tom can't hear you right now he's gonna talk into the he doesn't have his headphones on so let's let's hear him out here I was gonna say, have have any of you seen the uh, the finale they did, the metal opera? Where yes. It was, um, the Doomstar thing, whatever. Yeah, the Doomstar Requiem. I heard about it, but I never saw it. I thought that was the best thing they did in years, and was like the best way for them to go out. All right. And like, I highly recommend it. Fair enough. Well, maybe, maybe I'll hit up BitTorrent. Who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that wraps up our uh, our recommendations for the week, which leads us to uh, a to, wonderful little segment. To oh, one of our favorite segments, a little thing known as Brutal Brews. Fuck yeah. That's a, oh. There will be no pre-segment this week, as we are already drinking. Mm-hmm. I sadly am not, because I forgot to go buy beer. Ah, that's, that's a bummer. At some point, we're going to have to... Um, coordinate it and do a brutal bruise with with something that we know for sure distributes to you so you can join in on that segment uh luckily luckily for me um where i live which um anyone who's listening if you don't know is in western oregon on the coast uh beer is big here that's true it is very very big in Oregon and their breweries actually Oregon is also becoming wine country. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, no. There've been a lot. Yeah. There've been a lot of, uh, there, there've been a lot of vineyards popping up in Oregon country, but yeah. Um, yeah. The same thing's happening in Jersey. 
Really? A lot Jersey. of, yeah. There's been a, a good deal of wineries in Jersey. Oh, like yeah. Tomasello's and, yeah. Bellevue, yeah, there's a lot of wineries in Jersey. <laughs> did you know, <laughs> did you guys, you've, you've heard of Carlo Rossi, right? Of course. Oh, my God. Did you know that shit is made in my hometown? Yeah, no. Wait, in Modesto? Modesto? Modesto, California. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I had an ex who almost exclusively <laughs> drank Carlos Rossi and Jameson. Oh, oh what a foul oh creature. <laughs> Those are the oh. only things she drank. Oh, God, I'm so glad you broke up with her. Empty fuck. fucking jars everywhere. Everywhere. Oh. God. See, like, Mike, she, she's this... She she's the same way as my fucking grandfather. I love the guy with all my heart, but he he's crazy and all he drinks are Bud Light and Carlo Rossi. Is uh was was he by any chance a big supporter of uh George Bush Jr. because she was? Uh believe it or not, no. Oh, okay. Well, my, turns my, out your grandfather was more progressive than my ex. <laughs> my, my my grandfather straight up told me once like and this this is a this is a crazy like late eighties year old former 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 army sergeant. God uh, damn. Actually no, lieutenant colonel. And who once asked me if I had a girlfriend and I said, No, grandpa and he said, Well, do you have a boyfriend then? I said, No, grandpa. He said, Well pick one. I don't want to sit around and wait for you. <laughs> <laughs> time i was like 23 and he's like you're 23 why aren't you settling down i'm like god damn it grandpa times have changed <laughs> he's he just doesn't give a fuck i love the guy oh that's awesome all oh, right dude, I, got, I got a fucking folder full of anecdotes on that guy but anyway keep going so say we're uh we're gonna start off with just uh playing a little clip let us let's start with the music first do you, do you need a hand over here because I'm a little nope. any of you sons of bitches who've been hiding under a rock and don't know what the hell that is that is the song funeral portrait off of opeth's blackwater park you know it's uh it's funny i never really got into opeth not for any particular reason mm -hmm. i just haven't um i can imagine a younger me hearing hearing a segment of one of their songs that you know because they've got a lot of clean vocals yes kind of softer part and i'm sure Fucking like nineteen, twenty year old me heard some of that shit and was like, "Fuck this! Where's my testament?" You know. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, you know, uh, going 
uh, hearing it now, I have, I have a much bigger appreciation for a much wider range of uh, the subgenres of metal. And this was an awesome fucking listen through today. My fucking God. Uh, this came out in 2001. And like, it hits on, at least for me, it hits on like different points on a lot of genres. You get, there's like a bit of death metal to it. There's a bit of like black metal to it. It's it's more on the, the technical side of things sometimes and it's playing. It, and there's, uh, as you heard, there's acoustic incorporated yeah. into it. Sometimes there's also clean vocals. Yeah, um, which are fantastic, by the way. It, it's far too often that when you get clean vocals in metal, they're that, that super overproduced, like really sugary, almost like just, yeah. It, it almost reminds me of that of that fucking douche chill from from Volbeat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> I, which, by the way, I heard their new song recently. Is there anything anything lamer than that shit? Jesus Christ! I don't know. I actually heard a snippet of, uh, I think it was the new Suicide Silence. And I mean, I don't I don't like anything they've ever put out. It's all been awful to me, but. <laughs> holy shit man that's like i'm not even gonna try to describe it i I just tell everybody go go check that out for yourself or don't i must or say um yeah or don't with volbeat um bastard hammer actually one of the time posted things like the only thing we hate more than volbeat is people who listen to volbeat <laughs> <laughs> which made me which made me die laughing because one of my uh someone i know and like play game with likes volbeat <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> See, um, actually, that, that leads into that, that leads back into Opeth for me, because for the longest time, like when I was in college, I, I, I couldn't stand Opeth at all. But, you know, in retrospect, I think the reason for that is, is because uh, I used to know this guy who I really like I hated him in every possible way. Like I hated everything about his personality. And I just thought he was a total piece of shit, which arguably he was. And he happened to be like one of the biggest Opeth nerds <laughs> I've ever met. Uh, but then I, I met another friend of mine several years later on down the line who said, you know, hey, check this album out. It's int- like if you can get into this, I'll be really impressed. And it was a copy of Damnation. Mm-hmm. So I went home and I looked it up. And I ended up listening to it like three times in the span of two days. I loved it. Yeah. And then I, then I started telling people about it, and they're like, "Really? That's the album you got into?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's incredible." I, like, I it, it, it was like my lullaby. It was great. I was gonna say one of the things I also like about, especially this album, is it's, it'll have like technical playing, but it's not technical <clears throat> in a flashy sense. No, it everything's very tastefully done. Yes, it's tastefully done. It's also just amazing songwriting i love it it is possible to weave technicality into songwriting people oh absolutely it can be done don't get me wrong man every once in a while i really enjoy a tasteless display of technicality (laughs) dude i I listen to fucking goofy 80s rock Who, who, who the fuck do you think you're talking to here oh god i'm blanking on a fucking name right now it's gonna drive me fucking crazy uh Syapis. Syapis? Syapis. P-S-Y-O-P-U-S. Oh, oh. I've only ever heard it pronounced Syopus. Okay. Yeah, either way. Um, 
There was that was a, a display of just tasteless over the top technicality that I fucking love. Would you consider a uh, behold the octopus tasteless? Extraordinarily so. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. You know what? You know what though? Uh, if you want like the best, like super technical, like super technical music, like with good songwriting, blotted science. Oh God, yeah. Oh, dude, you can't go wrong with anything Blotted Science ever put out. Or, like, Atheist, Unquestionable Presence, like, my favorite tech death album of all time. Never be surpassed. But, uh, yeah, we, we keep fucking, we keep going right off the rails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, it's, sorry. it's, it's, it's all, all of us. us. Yeah. <laughs> but, God. This is what happens to your nerds. Yeah. But this album just fucking, like, oozes with, like that like uh with melancholy pretty much yeah the, the the soundscape of it like they hit atmosphere without being atmospheric yes it, yeah it, you know it's it's just one of the elements of of the album as a whole yes oh but yeah that was probably in uh i'd say yeah mainly when i was in a like freshman sophomore year of high school this was one of my like go-to albums like god damn is it just the only problem i always had with it is sometimes you put it on and you're just like ah a little bit of a, of a downer like it doesn't make you feel pumped <laughs> well uh what are you pairing with this oh yes on to that so to pair with this beautiful album we have a nice beautiful beer by founders known as backwoods bastard which is taking their Dirty Bastard, which is a scotch ale, and then aging it in bourbon barrels. It's so fucking good. It is insane. Like, I remember the first time pouring one, and you can smell caramel. Like. Yeah. Oh. It's it's almost. A sh- I'm not. I'm not mad about this being an 11%. But it's almost a shame because it's hard to to keep putting this down and not fucking yeah <laughs> drink straight we, through it. I was gonna say we want to drink. You know, it comes in a four pack. We want to drink both of them before driving, but that's a terrible idea. Yeah, it's uh, we do both have to drive home after this. But it's it's so even though it's a I was gonna bring up even though it's a very heavy beer and it's. But it's smooth. It's like refined. It's it's not hitting you like like oh god this. Is- it's it. There's so much flavor. It's unbelievable. Um, it, it, you know, it's one of the. It's kind of like the album. Like the album is fucking heavy. Yes. But and and like you mentioned earlier, it's atmospheric without being atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same sort of deal. I mean, this is a fucking eleven percenter. That really, uh, it drinks like a session ale. Yes, and that's what that's what made me go with it. It's it's got like I said the same qualities of the album in that, as you point out, the album is heavy, but because of how I guess great the songwriting is, it's refined. It comes off in this more elegant way. Whereas this beer is this is a doozy malty son of a bitch of beer aged in a bourbon barrel but all that comes together perfectly oh, it's and it 
ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, and if you know, I mean, I want everything to be aged in a bourbon barrel, mm-hmm. like everything, everything in the world, mm-hmm. not just my beer. I want, I want Kool Aid. I, I want my fucking tap water. I want to tap into a water that's aging in a bourbon barrel. You know, you know what? What you could do is you could just you could just hit up a good bourbon company and say, "Hey, I'd like to buy a bunch of your barrels," and then just like buy those big ten gallon jugs of water that you see in like office buildings. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just like dump it out into the bourbon barrels and leave it. It's just, yeah, just, I, I, yeah, I I I want to I want to shower in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it just everything. I want everything in my oh. life to be bourbon barrel aged. Oh, Phil, you've got a nice aroma of oak coming off of you. <laughs> but it's like it's like Phil. I, it's like I just I just went to get some ice water, but it it smells like very very fine bourbon. That's because it is the fact that it was that the fact that it was in a bourbon barrel didn't clue you in. <laughs> also, I must say, like the mouth feel of this beer. It's got that like smooth, almost it's almost oily with its, uh, its thickness. It's oh, it's so good. It's creamy. It's, uh, yeah, I can't praise this beer enough. Uh, Sam, do you get does does Founders distribute near you? Do you know? Uh, what what what? Uh, Founders Brewer and Brewery. I don't know if you can um, see that. I haven't I haven't seen it at any place in my area. Okay. Uh, if you, if you oh, do ever happen yeah. to see anything from them, I mean, they're, oh, uh, totally, totally. See, you mentioned it was malty and I am all about, I'm all about malt, man. Hell yeah. I, just super, super malty beer is what I live for. You, uh, you a barley wine ale fan? A barley wine? Uh, I've never actually had barley wine before. Oh, You're going to call yourself a fan of malty man. beer and never have a barley hey, wine? Hey, Frank, suck my dick. <laughs> is there barley wine involved? Because this might be a thing. <laughs> barley, you know barley wine is life. You know barley wine I'll is love. The, maybe I'll go to the store and look for some fucking barley wine, Frank. Is that okay with you? You know, Frank, Frank, Frank. Very. It's a very real possibility that if if you if you lure him in with barley wine, that he will drink the barley wine and suck your dick. So be careful what you wish for. I, well, I, well, you know what? I know who I'm inviting to stay at my house first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. You for, know what, Phil? You once told me that this show was nothing but, like, a combination of metal and dick jokes. And you know what? Um, I'm just trying to meet quota. Okay? Oh, hey, you know, and it's a shame. <laughs> Emphasis on meat. It's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> That's See, so this is why it's a shame the first time uh, we had you on, Frank wasn't here, because when it's just me and Mike, um, I mean, there's there's always going to be some absurdities, uh, but just Frank Frank brings it to that level, just uh, always. It's it's He just lives on that level. That's where mm-hmm. he exists. Uh, you know what? I, I appreciate the shenaniganry thoroughly, as much as I enjoy watching you fuck with your vape pen. you know he's gotta do what he has to do see if you if none of you guys can see it out there but man i just watched phil pull like this surgical this almost surgical level maneuver where he was dropping more fluid into his vape pen and the level of concentration rivaled what i imagine a heart surgeons would (laughs) just 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 when he's about to open the aorta 
So yeah, to suck it, suck it like Frank would suck my dick after a gallon of barley wine. Oh, Sucking God. that robot cock. <laughs> I still, I still like uh, Mike's. I heard them being called uh, douche flutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not upset about that. No. <laughs> I love anytime I anytime I get a fucking vape bro joke, it kills. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the jokes by all means. Because vape bro jokes are pretty funny. Oh my mm-hmm. god, they're hysterical. Uh, <laughs> so as we're getting out of hand, if you don't already have Opeth's Blackwater Park, pick it up, throw it on, get yourself a four pack of Founders Backwoods Bastard. We'll give a fair warning. It is like sixteen, seventeen dollars for a four pack. Jesus. Yeah, but it's worth it. It's a fucking Especially ugh. if you're just buying it for yourself, you'll be fine. You don't need the case of PBR. You can just drink a couple of these and be good for the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh th- this is this is I gotta hand it to you, man. This is one of my favorite pairings we've had in quite a while. Yeah, this know what the problem is we're just fucking nailing it all the time so now like the ones that stand out don't necessarily stand out so much because we're like we just fucking we just hit the nail on the fucking head yeah i mean it's uh we've done a lot of these at this point you could say that we're professionals at some point i'm working i'm working on compiling the full list of every album we've paired with every beer uh i believe i believe i've only ever done one yeah, yeah, I paired I paired Behirit with uh, I think oh what was it was it the uh, Deschute Black Butte Porter I believe so oh that's right you mentioned that yeah. the the week that I did uh, Lion's Head and Municipal Waste oh that's a yeah, good it was the it was the very first episode I was ever on yeah that's true I forgot all about that <laughs> that was our uh, our first ever two for one uh, brutal bruise mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> well I mean. When I have more money, of course, you know, being the, the poor son of a bitch I am. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do more of that because I, I honestly had fun. Uh, oh, ab- absolutely. And the nice thing is you being where you are and having different distributors, different breweries, uh, you know, if we double up on this, it'll give if we have listeners who aren't in our area it's a it's another chance that you know maybe they will actually be able to to get a hold of that pairing i will i want to say on the uh sorry uh on the on the being poor comment see what you have to do is change the priorities around a bit be like you know what i'm okay with eating peanut butter and jelly every day and that's how you get the good beer True. Hey, hey, you know what, man? I've survived for two weeks straight on nothing but peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and top ramen. So, yeah, uh, well, a, I've, I've been there. No, I'm not a stranger to it, man. Sometimes you gotta be like, you know what? Fuck it. PB and J is really good. It is really good. <laughs> it is. It's, it's the meal that you go, um, oh, having peanut butter and jelly, and every time you eat it, you're like, why the fuck do I ever complain about this? This is so goddamn good. <laughs> Uh, especially when you have cr- like extra crunchy GIF. Oh man! Oh, see, I'm extra a, crunch- I'm a, uh, like- a, I was gonna say a, a extra crunchy Crazy Richards fan, which is they only have one ingredient: peanuts. <laughs> there you go. Fucking yum. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going all kinds of places with these with these discussions tonight. Yeah. But uh well that's our pairing for the night. Indeed. So as usual, talk about some new stuff. Yes. Well, coming stuff. Obviously, um Full of Hell's Trumpeting Ecstasy is coming out May fifth. Ah oh, fuck yeah. Last week we played a a track off of that, Deluminate. If you haven't heard it, check that shit out. Ah, uh, dude, it's it's the it, just that track alone is probably the best thing they've done. Uh, maybe outside of their collaboration with the body. I was gonna say that collab but is as, dumb. As far as uh, as far as just full of hell, that track is the best fucking thing I've heard from them. the decibel. Actually, like. <clears throat> I guess got to hear and they gave a review on it and they gave it a full nine out of 10. Um, and there was a line that they put in their article that I was like, fuck yeah. They're like, this is a band that is not afraid to alienate casual listeners by going into what they feel extreme music should be. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the things I've always fucking enjoyed about them, Mm -hmm. but they, they've as, uh, as we mentioned last week, if you didn't hear it, go back, listen to the episode Ah, uh, but you know, like we all said, this—they've always been fucking great. But this is so they, focused. They—they're on a new level. Um. Also, obviously, on a completely different end of the spectrum of metal, um, Unleash the Archers has their concept album yes. coming out June second. Uh, this week, pre-orders were made available. Oh no um, shit. And they have a bunch of packages. Like one of the most expensive ones is like vinyl, a flag, a t shirt, I think a patch. It's like eighty bucks. That's not bad for all that. It's not. Sadly at that I'm like, I don't have fucking eighty bucks. I get that. But I mean vinyls alone, especially from from bands on labels like that, tend to run twenty five to thirty bucks. Yes. I I picked up the package that was a CD and a T-shirt. Not like forty bucks. That's I not think bad. you made. I think you made the right choice. Um, I don't. I, I feel like I'm probably one of the only people, in like in this audience in general, who will say this. But I don't buy into vinyl. Like I don't. I'm not. I I don't think it sounds better. I don't think it's worth the price that a lot of companies try and charge you for it. Oh, you you're you are 100% right. I mean, I can tell you as a vinyl collector, um I, I the the whole reason I started collecting vinyl was because I'm a huge fan of of a lot of old jazz, Motown, uh funk. And oh, dude, there's I've, I've got the Temptations and the Four Tops greatest hits four feet from my right arm. Yep. Oh, the Four Tops are one of my all-time favorite musical acts. Well, all time. I, I, I grew up. Uh, my my parents used to listen to a lot of Motown when I was a kid, and there's always been sort of a sort of a soft spot in my heart for it. And yeah, um, just to get back to it though, because I don't want to go too crazy. Off yeah, topic, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I I have a lot of friends who are vinyl collectors yourself included phil mm-hmm. uh and i got nothing but love for you it's just i personally don't think it has enough practical use i've always felt that cds were more practical they're they tend to be really inexpensive oh i but, totally get it you know for me it's just um i've always been a collector in one way or another for a long time it was comic books uh until that just got to be too fucking much but like uh, 
Totally. You know, so I'm a collector, and I, I was already building up a collection of, like, old Motown and shit, because there's just weird releases that, that you know, came out on vinyl that they never re-released oh, in another format. So once, you know, I already, I already a had a... A lot of them came out like back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, so obviously... That's the thing. So once I already started having like this this fucking vinyl collection, I was like, I listen to vinyl all the time. Um, So I just started buying vinyl for newer shit, too. I mean, I guess I can understand that. Um, Yeah, uh, actually, as far as the new shit is concerned, I'd like to add something... uh, I mean, I've already driven everyone else on my Facebook fucking crazy about this, but uh, Phil knows what the fuck I'm talking about. He knows where this is going. Power Trip. Power Trip released their second album like barely a month ago. Yeah. And if you if you uh, it's called Nightmare Logic, and I believe it's on uh, Southern Lord. Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, it is. yeah, and if you haven't heard that, check it the fuck out. It's amazing. Like, Power Trip can do no wrong. Oh, yeah, no, they're fucking awesome. Um, but I think we've I think we've derailed Frank once again. Yes. Oh. Actually, with, Sorry, Frank. with Sorry, the, Frank. Uh, is all good. With uh, the drop of the pre-orders, they also gave a, a sound clample. Uh, a sound cl- Jesus. <laughs> sound clample. <laughs> sound sample. Or fuck, sound clip of one of the songs <laughs> off the album called "Cleanse the Bloodlines," and I'm gonna play that that clip right now. fucking love unleash the archers right i i really fucking love them her fucking vocal range is unbelievable it's insane and like it's a shame you missed the show but like live it is she's on point I, it, there better be a goddamn tour um that, and it better come near us it should i'm still waiting for uh for that info to come around because I am crossing my fingers that we get a show like we did uh, the last time. You know what we have to do is look at the fucking tour dates because mm-hmm. if there's something like Philly and then another city on either uh, either on like a day like two days before or two days after, if there's a gap, I can yeah. guarantee you they're playing somewhere small. Mm-hmm. That might not ever get announced on their page. We gotta, we gotta snoop around fucking local scenes and shit, dude. Like, uh, oh my god, I, I, that was one of my still one of my favorite concert experiences, getting to see them and being like, them playing at a dive bar, and it was just I was right there. 
there. I, it was amazing. I like, fucking I wish I could have been there. I was I know it was at another show that night. I can't remember which one it was, but mm-hmm. it was from what I recall also uh it must have been something that I was really fucking into if I if I skipped that one. Uh, so Sam, do you dabble into uh to that kind of metal? Uh, I've actually never heard of the band in question. Oh, it's uh, uh, it's, uh they're power metal. It, oh, really? Yeah, it's uh the band's called Unleash the Archers. See, like I feel like I should listen to more power metal than I do. I mean, I've I've got the basics covered. Like, I mean, of course, I've got some Iced Earth and some Halloween and some Blind Guardian and all that shit. I need to de- I need to delve a little further into power metal because I feel like I'm missing out. Fair warning: the cheese level is always usually pretty much at an all time high, but oh, that's dude. fun. It's fun, dude. Dude, I spent uh, dude I I spent last night listening to like fucking oingo boingo so don't talk to me about cheese level okay yo i'm not mad about that no you shouldn't be they were great you want you want this is one of the reasons probably why i love power metal what i spent yesterday doing was playing pathfinder which is like a dungeons and dragons style game yeah oh dude pathfinder is supposed to be cool as shit uh fuck yeah it is it's it's funny um my my gm for my dnd game is also gming a pathfinder game at the same time and Mm. uh on that one he's going completely with his own story oh and he's been doing crazy shit apparently he's got them like the one dude is like this fucking anti-necromancy sort of fucking character and he's got them hunting down a murderer that's been, you know, these the series of murders that have been going on in the city, and he told me the backstory is like, yo, it's gonna lead to a ring of murderers who are supplying bodies for um, an even larger ring of necromancers. Fucking like, yeah, that's awesome. fucking that's dope as shit, dude. That's that's fucking tight. Anyone who's not fucking around with pen and paper RPGs, you're missing the fuck out. It's fair. It's very overwhelming at first because it's like, what do you do? What you, you, I have so much freedom, like, and you can literally do anything. Yeah, you, you you just say to the GM, "I want to do this," and he makes your roll for it, and it happens or it doesn't. I was uh, I was attempting at one point, uh, I was golfing goblins with a giant club, and trying to send them into other piles of goblins. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I, I really wish that I could have that okay two things I wish that I could afford to play Warhammer 40k and I wish there were people in my area who I knew about who play Warhammer 40k because I would really like to start my own my own chaos space marine army oh that's a that's that's tabletop I know but I'm I'm just saying it's sort of in the same field yes yo I'm thinking we may at some point down the line need to start a uh, a Skype fucking from the pit <laughs> pen and paper RPG. I yeah. am so down for that. <laughs> like if you if you roll anything lower than a three, uh, Frank drinks a gallon of barley wine and sucks your dick. <laughs> <laughs> God you, damn because it! You, because you just ha- you just happen to roll shit charisma. Oh, uh, oh my god. <laughs> Frank, that... as, as much shit as I've been giving you this this episode, buddy, I got nothing but love for you. Oh, it is all good. Uh, you, Frank can roll with 
<laughs> Frank can roll with anything you can throw at him. It's, yeah, there's that's good. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, we that that may have to be a thing that occurs at some point. We'll we'll talk more about that off air, and we'll uh, exclusively have Unleash the Archers playing on, <laughs> playing on the background. Yo, we could tie it in, fucking record it, make it bonus content, and pair a fucking <laughs> power metal album. Every and week. I was, uh, I do also want to clarify with uh, some of Unleash the Archers, like obviously there's a big like power feel to it, but even some like. There's some songs that almost have like rock ballad feel to them. Oh, still great. And there's also some of the early stuff almost blends into like melodic death metal at certain points. Yeah. Yeah. They're fucking killer. I, uh, one of the first things I did when, when I got a fucking, um, an Amazon dot was say Alexa play unleash the archers. (laughs) Just let her roll through everything. Nice. Uh, Yeah. So if you're listening to us at home, uh, I may have just I may have just fired up your Alexa in the best way possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, so that's pretty much everything <clears throat> as far as new releases go. Uh, Sam, we're getting a slight bit of echo from your end. I think is your. Oh, are you? Yeah. Are are your speakers close to your mic? Um. No. Okay. Huh. Yeah, it went away. We're good. Um, um yeah. Say something. Uh, we are going to a show tomorrow night. Yes. Yes, oh, really? we are. Tell me more. Oh, this oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. <sighs> this See fucking that? lineup. <sighs> oh, oh, buddy. So, so spill, spill the beans on this one, Frank. We, we've got fucking Gate Creeper. Yes. Okay. We've got the what we've mentioned before full of hell preach it brother which anyone who hasn't seen full of hell they usually play for about 20 minutes or so and is the most intense 20 minutes of your fucking life this shit is just mm-hmm. in oh god mm-hmm. what else we got then let's uh let's get that circle pit going with some fucking toxic holocaust toxic motherfucking holocaust yes war is fucking hell <laughs> oh then and the headliner, fucking nails. That's uh, where, it. Wait, where where's this show taking place? Uh, oh, Philly at City the of Brotherly uh, Love at the Union I, Transfer. Actually, I I believe I have a friend of mine who's going to be there. No shit, huh? I believe, yeah, it's it's the same one. I, I have I have a friend from I have a friend from uh, Pennsylvania who's going to be going to that. Get the fuck out of here! That's crazy. No, Actually, it turns out he's the same guy who played in one of the bands I brought in at one point, which was Castle Freak. I was just going to say, yeah. No shit. That's fucking awesome. Small fucking world, right? I'm really hoping that um, the last time I saw Toxic Holocaust, Dick Vomit was at that show, like in the crowd. And doing, <laughs> oh yeah, doing their normal pitch shenanigans. <laughs> I'm really hoping they're going to be there again. Oh, Dick Vomit is great. Uh, Sam, did your did your friend happen to hear the episode where uh, where you put them over? Uh, I don't remember if I don't remember if he listened to it, but I recall him being grateful, even though that band is on hiatus right now. He's actually playing bass for another band, a really good uh, kind of old style death metal band. Uh, actually, let me see if I can find the name of it here. Ah, word. Uh, oh yeah. Oh no, they're 
his new band is fucking tight. Uh, I believe he joined them on bass duties. Dude, tell them to fucking tell them to meet up with us if they want to fucking come on uh, for like an interview or anything. We can do that. Oh his oh his new band. Yeah. yeah. Our, shit, I'll hit him up. Fucking a yeah. God damn it, I can't find the fucking name of the band he's playing at right playing in right now. Shit. Uh, well, I'm sure I'll find out at some point. Maybe I'll even bring him in as a recommendation because they definitely deserve it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. But yeah, let them know. Uh, we'll we'll be at the show. Get him in touch with us somehow. Cool, cool. I will absolutely. Sweet. So uh, at this point, Sick with it. oh, uh, also just as a, a quick reminder, um, em- employed to serve's new album, uh, "Warmth of a Dying Sun." Mm-hmm. Pre-orders are up. I placed mine. I got my fucking vinyl shipping out. Um, employed to serve is fucking awesome. Yeah, they're so fucking good. Go check that shit out. They have they have uh, the video up. They have they released an official video for that first single uh, called "I Spend My Days Wishing Them Away." <laughs> um, it just it, they're fucking great. I love employed to serve. I really fucking hope. Uh, that this album puts them over enough that they can finally come to the U.S. Because mm-hmm. I'm dying, dying to fucking see them live. And like, speaking of the bands not in the U.S., after hearing like Bastard Hammer, Dysteria, apparently fucking like England's like crust shit is just on fucking point. Oh yeah, I, I mean it doesn't surprise me. There, there's always been every every branch of like punk and metal has always had a strong presence in england mm-hmm. um so, yeah. yeah you know here's hoping but uh so I, mean, I think that's everything as far as new releases um we didn't we really didn't prepare a topic but sam uh we've only had you on a couple times i'm sure there's a million things uh you know um metal related that you've been interested to talk to people about um <laughs> well uh i would say that one, one thing that kind of one thing that kind of uh has been on my mind lately is the sort of like the the dis the dissolution of local scenes in certain towns okay because i I know what happened in my area. Um, back back when I was in high school and in my first couple of years of college, uh, for for a lot of you who don't know, I'm originally from Modesto, California. I actually just came back from there. I, I spent two weeks going back and catching up with friends. Uh, back in the early 2000s up to, I'd say, 2009, I'd say would be a fair, a fair estimation. Uh there was actually a really thriving uh, heavy metal and hardcore scene in my old hometown. And the thing that really killed it was that, um, first of all, a bunch of the bands broke up or went through lineup changes that just didn't gel. And the, the last, the, the, the thing that kind of put the nail in the coffin was the complete closing down of actually the last real metal venue and the entire area closed down not more than a couple months ago, I believe. Yeah, that's and that's a tough one, man. I that's something um there's a really great documentary um 
uh, a friend of mine did called uh, just called Pennsylvania Hardcore. I I strongly recommend it because uh, we have such a fucking killer scene out here right now. But um, over the years, a lot of Pennsylvania outside of especially outside of Pittsburgh and Philly had a lot of had a really hard time uh, maintaining a scene because they'd have one or two small local venues and the hardcore scene being notoriously rowdy would get them kicked out. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was, there was one, there was one venue in particular that I know I spent quite a bit of my high school and early college years at in Modesto. And it was called the virtual and the virtual was this place that was like, it was like half venue and half arcade. Like they had a bunch of old arcade games, like mech, like mech games, like mech warrior shit like that. Okay. They had a, yeah, they had a bunch of those old machines. I never really figured out why. Um, but man, I saw I saw some pretty some pretty lit bands there. I mean, I saw Suffocation there. Nice. Fuck. I, I saw Decrepit Birth and Laz Rocket. Like if you want to talk. Holy shit! Really. I, yeah, I have seen Laz Rocket, and they came to my fucking hometown. I am so jealous. I've always wanted to see them. Oh, they were so fucking goofy, uh, dude. They're, they're, I, I feel like they're just such an overlooked fucking thrash band. They're so I mean, overlooked. The funny th- I found out some interesting things about them. Um, besides the fact that the reason their vocals are so heavily heavily covered by reverb is because their vocalist is actually kind of awful. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the reason a lot of bands did that back in the 80s. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, singer can't hit his note? Cover it in reverb. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the almost the predecessor to auto-tune, maybe. Yeah. Nah, that, 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 that's fucked. That's fucked. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, a, fr- a friend of mine uh, was telling me that apparently, you know you know how they had some incredible solos in some of the Laz Rocket shit? Yeah. Appar- apparently, that uh, a lot of them weren't recorded by any of the members of Laz Rocket. Apparently it was some guy they knew who just happened to be a fucking great guitarist. No shit. And I feel like I'm destroying some of Phil's illusions here. Oh, not at all. Look, I don't give a fuck. I still love those records. Uh, <laughs> you so, know? They're so, they're so fucking goofy, but... Oh, God. Um, I saw Decrepit Birth there, too. That was mm-hmm. really fun. Actually, it was the same show that Suffocation played. Oh, God. But, and, you know, do you remember the story I told you about when I was at uh, Exhumed and Phobia on yes. my first episode? Yeah, that, that is at a venue that recently closed down about a year ago uh, that was called the Fat Cat. Now, um, look, I'll be honest. Uh, I had problems with the way that a lot of the venues in my hometown were run. Sure. sure. Like, the, the first one I mentioned, the virtual, they outlawed moshing. <laughs> Ah, uh, there's an infamous, infamous fucking Jersey venue called City Gardens. Uh, there was actually a book written about it called No Stage Diving, No Slam Dancing, No Spikes. Because um, <laughs> that was a sign that was hung up in the venue, despite the fact that it was just almost, almost fucking exclusively hardcore metal shows being played there. Yeah, um... <laughs> I might have to check that out. I'm actually always up for a good book. Uh, yeah, man. And I got to tell you, one of the most heartbreaking things to watch from like 2009 onwards was like just this, this almost total dissolution and 
of the the local the local metal scene in my town. And by the time I moved away, which was about a year and a half, two years ago, it was almost entirely gone. That's a shame. I mean, the, what it really boils down to at the end of the day, and I think um, R5 Productions in Philly, as well as uh, Joe Hardcore and his whole team, are the perfect example of, of what you need to do to keep your fucking shit alive, uh, which is, you know, they... They had uh, they had shit mostly when they started out in a fucking church basement, um, and they they R five hosted all types of genres indie hip hop metal. Uh, they stopped doing hip hop shows when people started graffitiing in the bathrooms because they were like, "Yo, this is still a church basement." Um, you know, you gotta be you gotta be hyper cautious with your venues, and you need people to support your local fucking showrunners and promoters. Um, so don't be a dick. You know, get people to like you because it's important. You know, promoters are important. Venues are important. Um, whatever you've got to do out there to keep your fucking scene supported and alive, do it. If the promoters tell you, tell you like, stop tearing up the fucking venue, stop fighting, stop doing this, stop, do- stop fucking doing it. Because otherwise, that's what the fuck happens, man. Yeah, and look, I'm going to clarify. There are still, there are like a couple of bars in my old hometown that will still uh, occasionally host shows. And there, there are still a few bands here and there who do play. But honestly, man, it I, I can't help but feel that it's a shadow of its former self. Because, I, I mean, I was fortunate enough to grow up in, uh, in a time during, in my hometown when there were a lot of really good, really fun, really interesting bands coming out, uh, you know, and I, I suppose the, the crux of this, the crux of the matter here is to everyone who lives in a larger city or in an area that's like really rife with venues and where there's a lot of music activity, uh, first of all, appreciate what you've got Fuck yeah. and, go support your venues, support the bands as much as you can, because I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what guys, what, you know what happens when you don't do that, when you don't go to shows, when you don't support the bands or anything, they disappear. Yeah. Your scene, your scene dies. That's absolutely it, it, true. And I can tell you just following, um, some of the, some of the local promoters in Philly, they'll go on huge rants about, you know, uh, opening bands who their friends come out to see them play and don't stick around for the headliners and shit like that. Um, it's fucked, man. Support the yeah. the whole fucking scene. Yeah, um, like I, I would say, uh, if you're in an opening band, uh, tell your friends like, look, uh, we're all gonna hang around after after our set. You know, why don't you hang around and chill at the bar with us and let's fucking kick it to these other bands. There you fucking go. And like, I mean, it's just, oh God, it's, it's so, it's so hard to think about. And it's just, it's sort of painful for me because there were a lot of bands that I really enjoyed in my area when they were still around. And, you know, obviously sometimes, sometimes scenes dry up because the bands move on or they break up or, you know, shit like that happens. But I mean... There were, I, f- I feel like there were a lot of things that kind of led to 
the the like the the majority dissolution of the scene in my old hometown and it's tragic to think about and i mean i live in a town now where there's from what i've seen no metal or hardcore scene at all yeah i mean there's there's a couple of diehards there's a couple of diehard people in the area myself being one of them but i mean so it's just this is my warning to everyone listening like if you want those venues and those bands to be able to stay around, support them as much as you can. I mean, if you love the band, try to go to their shows, try to get other people to go to their shows because guys like your scene can die. It's not, it's not immortal. Yeah. We are, uh, we've said it many times. We are very lucky with the, the scene that we, that we live in. Oh, unbelievably lucky. And we owe, uh, you know, as I've said, I've sung his praises a million times, but thank fuck for Joe Hardcore doing mm-hmm. what the fuck he does. Um, cause that man has tirelessly spent, I mean, put in hours and his own fucking money to just keep shit rolling. So, I mean, this is hardcore every year. He makes pretty much nothing off of that. And it's a four day hardcore festival in Philly. That's crazy. That's crazy effort to put in just out of the love for the scene. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, I, w- I would also say be grateful to, to the promoters, too. Fuck I yes. mean, obviously, there are, some, there are some dickhead promoters out there who fuck over bands. Yeah. But if you know any good, hardworking, decent promoters, like, it sounds like Joe Hardcore is. Like, I've never heard of him, but... Yeah, he, he sounds like a stand-up guy. He is. Uh, yeah, like, you know, give give the promoters some love, too. And show the venues some love by not fucking destroying the venues and being a dick to the staff. Yeah, don't be a dick to the staff, either. Yeah. Well, don't, be an ass- don't be an asshole to people who give you beer. There you go. These are, these are words of wisdom uh, for a lot of our listeners reaching from across the country. <laughs> uh, listen to that. It's important. Um, but anyway, it's, I think we've gone on a little bit longer than usual tonight. Uh, not that I'm upset about that by any means, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's been a long sorry, journey. Sorry for the downer. Sorry for the downer guys. Oh no, no not no, at no. all. Not at all. These are, well, believe me. Um, I mean, we've had a lot of discussions that are not necessarily um, Chipper. optimistic in the past. Well, but, you know. you know. You know what, though? I feel like they should be talked about anyways because, you know what? They're, in, in our world, man, there are problems. And you don't solve problems by ignoring them. Well, and the thing is, at this point, I mean, we're the fucking, we're becoming the old heads in the scene. So we've seen these things. We've we've experienced them. We've all lost venues. Uh, we've all seen bands call it quits because they just weren't getting enough. I mean, for fuck's sake, Dillinger Escape Plan is over because they just, they couldn't support it anymore. That's crazy. That's they're they were huge. They yeah. were huge. But realistically, a lot of people probably weren't buying their shit. They were in like Revolver magazine. Yeah. Massive. Dillinger Escape Plan was massive for to even think that they could be that big and that popular and, and still not fail. Be making enough money to support what they're doing. Get the fuck fuck, man. Something's wrong. So, you know Well, at at the same time it also I feel like for the fans in general, it kind of puts things into perspective. 
Yeah. Because, you know, as, as fans, sometimes we have this, we have, we have this view of the bands, uh, the bands and the venues we love as, you know, everlasting as immortal. I mean, we see them as like rock stars and gods when we love them enough. And yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, especially when you're young, it, it sucks to realize that those bands you love so much can be over in an instant. Yeah. I mean, it can all, it can all come crashing down. So that's to, to any of our younger listeners, be aware of these things, uh, support, 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 get out to the fucking shows, buy the fucking merch, uh, you know, talk to the bands, talk to the bands after the set. In most situations and most of our venues, the bands are just hanging out around the crowd mm-hmm. afterwards. Let them know how yeah. much you fucking appreciate what they're doing. But and you know, and you know what? I feel terrible because I can't afford to drive. I don't have a lot of money in the bank, and there are no real venues where I live where I can go to like shows in general. I mean, I can go watch a couple of the bar bands if sure. I if I want to. That's that's about as that's that's about as as big as it gets. I mean, if I want to go to a real show, I would have to go to a city like Eugene, which is about two and a half hours from where I live. Jesus. That's a hike. And so you can imagine, you can imagine my dismay. Of but course. I mean, I try and buy merch and CDs, you know, whenever I can, on, on the occasions that I can afford them. So I'm telling people right now, um, if you have if you have greater access to shows and support than I do, if you live in a city with a really active scene, like go support it. Yeah. And appreciate the opportunities that you have to see bigger bands and, you know, buy merch and support the bands and venues you love. Cause I mean, not all of us can do that. And sometimes if it doesn't get enough, you know, if the brain doesn't get enough blood, it dies. That's exactly it, man. But uh, on that note, uh, it it does appear that uh, something is approaching. I do see it off in the distance. What might that be, Frank? The first thing I'm seeing is a sign. And that sign says to make sure to check us out on Facebook. Comment. Tell us what you like, what you what you don't like that of we're doing. Of course, of course. Uh, you can find our Facebook, our Stitcher, SoundCloud, Instagram, all of these lovely things through uh, uh, a really nice-looking landing page that has been set up that makes things nice and simple. Go to fthepit.com. That's the letter F and then the words thepit.com. Everything is right the fuck there. Right there, including descriptions that remind you about every band that we talked about that night. So, um, check us out, hit us up, like, subscribe, comment, leave good reviews on iTunes, uh, or, or anything, you know, uh, hit us up. We're very accessible. Let us know what you want to hear on the show if we're not already delivering. And we're all friendly. We will all talk to you. For Barley Wine. maybe a blowjob or two oh and with with that thrown out there it is now safe to undo your seatbelts good night ladies